You're listening to Madison Votes, the City of Madison Clerk's Office podcast, where we give you an inside look into the voting process and empower you, the Madison voter, with the information you need to feel confident about exercising your right to vote. Our goal at the City Clerk's Office is to ensure every voter in Madison is able to cast a ballot and have that ballot counted. Join us and take a crucial step toward becoming an informed voter right here on Madison Votes. Welcome to the Madison Votes 2020 podcast series. My name is Thomas and I am a Wisconsin Certified Municipal Clerk and I am one of 10 team members in the Madison City Clerk's Office and we're here to facilitate the right to vote for people in the city. We are producing this podcast series with help from Madison City Channel and we're doing it to answer questions we frequently hear from voters. This podcast episode will focus on election security. So joining me today is Rachel Rodriguez, the Elections Management Specialist in the County Clerk's Office. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Thomas. I'm happy to be here with you. So here in Dane County, our elections are secured by a paper-based voting system, and we have a paper trail for every vote. Our ballot design and election equipment programming is not outsourced. Actually, you design our ballots in the County Clerk's Office. Can you tell us about some of the security measures that are in place for ballot design? Sure. All of the programming that we do for the election is done on a standalone computer that's not connected to any computer network. It is not connected to the Internet. It is locked in a secured room, uh, and the ballots are printed from a static PDF file. So um, ballots... Um, literally get handed over on a USB device to the printer. They're not emailed in any way. Hmm. Um, The programming software and equipment that we use is all done uh, on a secure standalone um, computers. That means uh, it can't be accessed remotely. So in the time of COVID, um, there's no work from home as we are doing Hmm. ballot design and ballot programming because it's all being done on um, secure standalone computers in that locked and secured room. I didn't think of that, but yeah, that means you have to be there, Correct. period. Yep. Huh. We sometimes get questions from voters about the technology behind our election equipment. Could you sort of address that? Sure. So in Dane County, we use uh, optical scan technology to count and tabulate votes. So it's the same type of technology that would be used for standardized tests. So think those, you know, Scantron tests, you know, fill in the, the bubble um, next to the candidate that you want, and that's how the um, machines tabulate and recognize those votes. So every oval is connected to a candidate on the ballot, and every ballot style is reviewed and verified before ballots are printed. So those oval positions next to candidate names are um, what the machines are looking for in order to tabulate those votes. Okay. And what security measures are in place as you program the memory sticks that will allow the tabulators to count the ballots? And the memory sticks that will allow voters to mark their ballots when they're using the express vote. Sure. So, like I mentioned before, all of the programming is done in a secure uh, and locked room. Um, It's done on that standalone computer that's not connected to um, any computer network. Um, Those programming um, computers are not connected to the Internet in any way. The memory sticks are digitally signed for each election, and for each specific stick has its own digital signature as well. Um, Every tabulator and every express vote requires um, a separate authentication step before it can read an election-specific memory step. So um, programmed into those sticks 
Um, it has to know, you know, that it's you know, properly been programmed, that authentication is done properly. Um, in addition to clerks have passwords that they have to enter into the um, express votes and the tabulators before they, you know, can open them up and allow to be used for voting. And those are specific to elections as well. So it's almost like three locks on every stick, you know? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we are always double checking our work in election administration. Can you tell us about the preliminary test that's conducted by the county clerk's office? Sure. So before we deliver ballots to any of the municipalities um, that they then send to absentee voters or use at the polling place on election day, we conduct our own test in the county clerk's office. So we are marking and testing thousands of different ballots and express vote ballot cards. So that test takes um, place over the course of several days. Um, it also includes a test of the modeming process that we are going to be used on election night to send the results to our office. So every ballot style and every memory stick is tested to make sure that the equipment will accurately mark and tally the votes, that it recognizes a blank ballot, that it will notify the voter of any overvote. So if they vote for more than one candidate, then they are allowed to, um, and that it appropriately handles any sort of stray marks on the ballot. And so after that pretest, we then seal those memory sticks in security bags with tamper evidence seals and then hand deliver them to the municipal clerks. And in between that time, I actually have a safe in my office that they, you know, live in as well. That's cool. <laughs> so each municipality then develops plans for testing both the county's programming and the municipal election equipment itself at the public test. This test is, as the name infers, open to the public. State law requires that this test is held within 10 days of the election. It is completely independent of the county's test. Uh, the public, again, they're welcome to watch the public test, and we usually have members of the media present, at least at the beginning. Um, could you describe the security behind the tabulator we use, the DS-200? So the DS-200 is a single-purpose voting device. When we say single-purpose, meaning that its entire purpose is just to count and tabulate and tally the election results. Once the programming is installed for that election, it's not possible for a separate device to overwrite that programming. Um, the security passwords for our tabulators can't be bypassed or deactivated in, in, in any way either. Okay. And when the city clerk's office tests each tabulator for proper vote tabulation, we secure each machine with tamper-evidence seals bearing unique serial numbers. The program memory stick in each machine cannot be accessed without breaking that seal. So ballots cannot be accessed either because there is a seal sealing the door that those are locked behind as well. We document the serial numbers of the seals used on each tabulator and ballot cart. And on election morning, the poll workers verify that those seals have not been broken and that the serial numbers on them match the serial numbers we documented at the public test. And when poll workers plug in the tabulator on election morning, it prints out a report showing, showing how many votes are counted. The poll workers at each polling location are going to verify that they are starting election day with zero votes counted for every candidate in every contest. And every hour the polls are open, the chief inspector at each polling place compares the number of ballots counted by the tabulator to the number of voters. They know the number of voters based on the number of voter slips that they have handed out. They know how many ballots have been counted based on the public count number displayed at the top of the tabulator screen. 
And if there is more than one word at a polling location, there is a little math involved in this hourly reconciliation. Uh, the other number displayed on the tabulator screen, the protected count, is like an odometer. It tells you how many ballots have been counted by that tabulator over the course of its life. Those numbers are reconciled again when the polls are closed. If there's any discrepancy, the poll workers need to resolve the discrepancy on election night. And another aspect of our elections that keeps them transparent and secure is the fact that anyone can observe what happens at the polls. Observers check in with the chief inspector, and they're given a observer name tag. And they're not allowed to talk to the voters unless a voter initiates the conversation, however. Observers direct all of their questions to the polling place chief inspector. Um, they need to stay in their designated area, and they're not allowed to take photos or video during voting hours. And they don't have the right to examine your ID, your voter registration form, or your proof of address. They really are there to observe the process, and they must remain socially distanced at least six feet away. If they observe anything that doesn't look right, they notify the chief inspector directly. Everything that takes place at the polls on election day is out in the open. Voters can see what the poll workers are doing, and so can the observers. There are no back rooms. Voting and the processing of absentee ballots take place out in the open. And the same transparency applies to the closing of the polls. Anyone can observe as poll workers close them. Poll workers print the results on paper and announce those results to everyone at the polling place. After printing a results tape for the county clerk and another results tape for the city clerk, each polling place sends the unofficial results to the county clerk via modem. Earlier, you mentioned the modeming test done in your office. What, what security measures are in place for the modeming process? So the unofficial results are uh, on the DS200 memory stick use a double encryption procedure. So the unofficial results cannot be sent via modem on a secure private cellular network until after the results tapes are printed. So the modem that's used to transmit the results to the county clerk is not capable of establishing a connection that it did not initiate. The modem only dials out. The modem is programmed to only connect to a specific computer in the county clerk's office. The unofficial results are encrypted, and then there's a private key and a digital signature. The results are sent to a computer that is separate from the computer used to design ballots and program election equipment. The data communications server sits behind multiple firewalls. The Dane County Clerk's Office follows the best practice of only powering on this result server when testing election equipment prior to election day and when accepting unofficial results via modem on election night. And as we mentioned earlier, we have a paper trail for every vote. Poll workers seal the ballots and bags with unique serial, serial numbers using tamper-evident tape, and poll workers document the serial number of each ballot bag. Poll workers seal the memory stick from the tabulator in a transport bag with a tamper-evident seal. They document the seri seal serial number and hand-deliver the transport bag to the clerk's office. The city clerk's office checks the unofficial results on the county clerk's office website against the paper results tape that was printed at the polling place as well. The county clerk's office uploads the polling place election results from each memory stick in the days after election day. Local election results are not official until they are certified by the Board of Canvassers 
and state and federal election results are not official until they are certified by the state. And that certification process occurs at meetings that are open to the public as well. The Board of Canvassers makes sure the number of ballots cast equals the number of voters for each ward, and they review the documentation of what happened at every polling location. So thank you, Rachel, for providing us with a better sense of the security measures that protect our elections. Thank you, Thomas. That's our episode today on Madison Votes. Thank you for listening and taking steps to learn more about the voting process in Madison. For more information, head over to our clerk's office website at cityofmadison.com clerk, or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MadisonWIClerk. We're always here for you to ensure that Madison votes. Thank you.